Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Van Vliet up the right side. Against Brown, kicks it to Lowry. Kyle, three straight away. Good! Down the bottom of the well. Lowry drops a bomb! Kyle Lowry, the Toronto Raptors, double overtime. Big assist from Norman Powell, who had 10 points in the second overtime. And Toronto beats Boston 125-122. We're getting another Game 7, the third one in the bubble, the defending champs. Hanging in there, PK. It wasn't easy, but they got it done. Uh, I never said it was easy. I just said it would be worth it. So, yeah, they made some big plays. and Boston, I thought they were going to put them away, but they didn't. Now they go to a Game 7. I still think Boston's going to win the series, but I, I got to admit, I'm being very, very petty here. I found myself rooting against Boston because of the Hayward thing, and that's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even playing. You're probably not alone, though. Oh, he's always with me, DJ. I'm never alone. No, Jazz fans are with you. They're not rooting for Boston. Come on, the Celtics tampered. The rumors started a year in advance. Why did they start? Because Danny Ainge tampered. Well, well, not Ainge personally, probably, but the Celtics is an organization. Yeah, that's what I meant. He's always with me. Jazz fan is always with me. That's yeah. exactly what I meant. The Clippers, wow, an old-school 96-85 win. They held the Nuggets to 12 points in the first quarter and sent a message. It's going to be hard to score tonight, guys. Good luck with that. 85 is not going to be a winning number in the NBA playoffs very often. 1995 isn't walking through that door. Yeah, well, I don't know that any year is going to walk through a door. That would have to be a big door for a whole year to walk through. Uh, the watching the Clippers there defensively, they sort of remind me a little bit of the Bulls back with Jordan when you had Jordan, Pippen, Harper. I mean, you put Kawhi, Paul George, Beverly. These guys are really good defensively, particularly when they want to be. And you add the two at the top, man. They're long. George and Leonard, they're both long horizontally and vertically. You know, they're tall and they got great wingspans. Uh, for the horizontal, and they can really do some damage defensively. And they are now up three games to one on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Lakers are up two to one on the Houston Rockets. They'll try to make it three to one. That game's on TNT today at five o'clock. Feeling like the Lakers got this, or on any given night, Houston could make threes and tie the series up. I think they've got the series, which ultimately all that matters. But I think for the Lakers, it's important to be on the track that the Clippers are on. Because if you're going every other day, we saw this with Denver having to be extended to seven games with the Jazz. And obviously right down to literally the last second of that seventh game. So it was very taxing. And then they come out and just get stonewalled in game one by the Clippers because there wasn't enough recoup time. So I think for the Lakers... It's important to say, stay on the same schedule as the Clippers. So it's real important for them to go up 3-1 just like the Clippers went up 3-1 so you don't get extended and give away a potential game, game one, because you still have a little hangover from the prior series. So I would expect they would have that intense type of focus because they know that. You know, It's not about just beating the Rockets for 35-year-old LeBron James. It's about beating everyone. And any loss that you have series-wise is a season that ends in disappointment. So I think it's really important to stay on that schedule as the Lakers have, uh, as the Clippers have done. Daniel House Jr. faces an NCA, an NCA. I was going to say an NCA investigation, an NBA probe for potential bubble protocol violation. Could face a 10-day quarantine period. He missed Game Three for personal reasons. What was going on? Sources, PK, say he didn't leave the property and you know, cross over the perimeter they've got set up there, but there's something going on. He did miss game three, surprisingly, for personal reasons. And for the Rockets, 
who struggled to get bench scoring. They only had one guy score off the bench in game three. And actually, I think House was the only guy who did anything off the bench in game two. Then Jeff Green did something in game three. Uh, you know, when you're shorthanded, missing, missing one more guy when your depth is already a question mark, that could be a problem. But it looks like it's a problem the Rockets are going to have to deal with. Is it like the field of genes? If you cross that little invisible right. line and go in the cornfield, you're gone forever? Is that how it works? Yep. I just got one thing to say to James Earl Jones before he walks into that cornfield. What? Good luck, dude. Okay, now you can go. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The NFL season kicks off tonight. The champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, facing the Houston Texans, who traded away their star wide receiver for reasons that aren't totally apparent to anyone. 620 on NBC tonight. The Chiefs, will they go back to back? It hasn't happened since the Patriots did it. It's been 15 years now. Will the Chiefs do it? Game one in that long march tonight. I assume you're picking the Chiefs. I assume everyone's picking the Chiefs. Chiefs? I love the Chiefs. Longtime Chiefs fan. You know, my high school was the Thunderbird Chiefs, but in this climate in which we live, in which we live, it was just voted the school district. They've got to change it, so they will no longer be the Chiefs. The student body? They're going to let the student body pick it? Chiefs have an insurance policy on that record-setting 10-year extension for Patrick Mahomes. A $140 million injury guarantee inside that $450 million deal. So they'll have themselves covered. Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey gets a five-year, $105 million contract. $71.2 million guaranteed. Largest ever for an NFL cornerback. How many losers are there in pro sports, PK? Zero. And then Ramsey wins, that's for sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. College football, one game tonight, 6 o'clock, UAB in Miami. That's on the ACC network, so many of you may not have access to that, but some of you might. Something to flip back and forth to with the Chiefs. Is Miami going to be really good again at some point, sitting amongst all that talent? This is like the Minnesota Timberwolves question. When are they going to be? When are they finally going to put it together? I, I wish Miami wasn't good during the prime of your life, man, because you sure bring it up a lot. LSU announces 25% fan capacity this fall. Fans will be required to wear face coverings and observe socially distant, social distance guidelines. Governor John Bell, this plan focuses on the health and safety of all those attending LSU football games, from the fans to the teams to the workers. And tailgating will not be allowed. Those vast fields of grass that you saw covered with RVs from all over the state, not happening this year, PK. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, That's one of your better road stories. Because I've never been to an SEC stadium. You've been to BAM and LSU at least. Maybe you've been to more than that. Yeah. Uh, that, that was unbelievable, yeah. I mean, and they gather on Wednesday, man, and they have these massive fields. And it was, uh, I'd left. I thought, wow, it's going to be crowded. I just told uh, my wife this story, and she couldn't believe it. <laughs> she yeah. I said, yeah, I figure it's just 100,000 people, so you better leave early, right? 7 o'clock kick, but he's just sitting in a hotel. I didn't you know if you left like 3 or 4, but I knew you left way early. Yeah, I think I, I and, and I was real close to campus because they have a golf course. I actually played the golf course uh, there. They, they set me up because I was there for a few days. And because uh, I was supposed to go down and spend some time in New Orleans and cover the bees or the buzz in the playoff. And they had a big collapse and they didn't make it. And that was when Cragthorpe was the boss and he'd always try to have you double up on stuff. So it cost so much to change the plane. He said, just go down there and hang out. So I did. So I had a couple extra days. <laughs> so bored. I went and golf. But anyway, it was real close to the stadium. Yeah, and I lived like four hours early. And they just breezed right on in because everybody was already set up. <laughs> it's the craziest thing, man. It's like, where's the traffic? The streets were empty. <laughs> and then I'm looking and I'm passing these elaborate. You have the motorhomes in the fields, but then in the regular lots, like they would have anywhere, 
they had they were already there in elaborate big screens televisions and whatnot uh, it's actually uh, I was thinking about that as we get ready to mark is the celebrate certainly isn't the right word but mark the uh, what the 19th anniversary of 9/11 uh, because it was the Saturday before 9/11, so 9/11 I think happened on a Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're right. And uh, so on that Sunday, I was I had to fly back from New Orleans, uh, and I was thinking about that that I was down down there at that time. I'd say the 25 percent to me, you know, makes more sense. I, I don't. I, Tom Homo, he doesn't ever speak. Uh, I guess maybe he gave in a couple of interviews here and there to Athletic. But where did you come up with 6,000? Seems awfully low as a number. If, if we were allowed to have conversations, I, a couple things I'd wondered about that. One, did BYU set it or did a, a county or state help? I assume it's county because it's different than RSL, so I assume it's different people using some different formula. And then I, I wondered if the formula, instead of capacity, if it comes down to bathrooms. Because gathering indoors is way more dangerous than outdoors. I don't think it's about being in the seats. That's an easy number for us because we know how many people are going to be there and the capacity. But, like, are people going to be funneled into an area? And the only indoor thing I can think of, concession lines maybe, but mostly bathrooms. And I wonder if that was it. But I don't know. I'm just – I did wonder when I saw that number. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 29 runs for the Braves. That's a new franchise record. That's a new National League record. And the Braves win the final game of this series by a final score of 29 to 9. Why wasn't this game in Colorado? That was the first thing when I saw 29 to 9. I'm like, why would Atlanta be in Colorado? They're not supposed to be there this year. They weren't. They beat the Marlins 29 to 9. 29 runs on 23 hits. Seven homers, nine walks, two errors. This game had a little bit of everything, including the Marlins giving the Braves a bunch of base runners. Well, I think it's a good idea every once in a while to put the hard balls away and break out slow pitch softball and see what you come up with. Nice. I mean, you score nine runs and get beat by 20. What would Elias do with that one? That's got to be the only time that's ever happened. You would think. And your margin of victory was only one more than what another team had on the same day. Well, it's a weird year. It's 2020, so we're just going to have to roll with these blowouts. Yeah, Duvall for the Braves. What do you have? Three home runs, nine he did. ribbies? Yes, three homers and nine ribbies. And then the Brewers beat the Tigers 19, 19 to nothing. nothing. If you're going to get humiliated, you might as well just get shut out at the same time. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, they got uh, no runs. The Marlins have got nine. The offensive guy's saying, don't look at us, man. <laughs> we didn't do it. <laughs> I was two for four. I was three for five. Yeah. Other scores, uh, the National League West, the Padres beat the Rockies 5-3. to three. Are they going to make a run at the Dodgers who win 70% of their games? The Dodgers will not blink. It took extra innings, but they got the win over Arizona 6-4 to four in 10 innings. So Padres are hot, but they're not really making up any ground because the Dodgers are just unbelievable. And you know who else is hot? The Giants. 10-1 to one over Seattle. Look at San Francisco. Well, that's inaccurate. It did not take extra innings for the Dodgers. Really? It was in 10. That's extra inning. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking right at it. It says 10 innings. You said extra innings. It didn't it take took extra innings. Extra inning. <laughs> it took extra inning. <laughs> You're killing me. Justin Timberlake wants to bring Major League Baseball to Nashville. I'm thrilled to be involved in the movement to bring MLB to the great state of Tennessee. Expansion team? 
you're going to try to move the Rays or the A's, they're the two teams that are mentioned most often. Is there somebody else out there who might be moving? The Padres. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, now you're hardcore. You can finally want, name two guys in I the lineup want, that, that don't begin, that even, start their career in the 60s. Even their decade of, Nate Colbert, <laughs> even in their decade of just total suckitude. I didn't want to move him. I already had the Chargers move. They're They're not moving anywhere. I was actually thinking about this, and I was thinking of the expansion, but I was thinking about this the other day. You know, Padres have uh, drawn fairly well, considering they have been lousy for so many years. Tourists. now they've got a phenomenal team, so the stadium would be packed, and it can't be packed. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks for them. I know. I was talking to a friend of mine who lives up here who also grew up in San Diego, and he says, you realize that would just totally be them. They would finally break through. After 50, what now, two years, and win it, and no one would be able to be there. That would be the most Padre thing ever. Yeah, we won it, but don't come to the stadium and enjoy it. Thanks for coming your whole life. Yeah, actually, I think they're going to have a bubble in the postseason anyway, so I don't think it's going to be in anyone's uh, particular stadium. Now, it's going to be in somebody's, but uh, they're going to go somewhere. Well, the one I heard that made the most sense was uh, to shorten the travel and everything was San Diego, L.A., Anaheim, and Phoenix. And you got a dome and three cities with really good weather. And where else could you put four playoff series that close together if, indeed, they moved the entire postseason? Because there's been th- some thought that they wouldn't do that. So. Oh, man, you, well, I mean, you could do New York, Philly, D.C., Baltimore. Yeah. They don't have the weather, but... And then you've got up the road five hours from Boston, from New York, Boston. So that would be where it would be. Yeah, but you don't uh, have the weather. You do not have the weather that you'd have, obviously, in the Southwest. But they're going to do something like that. And it makes sense. I think. So you don't you don't want to have uh, a team being, you get to that point, and all of a sudden you wake up and you got six guys who can't play that day. Yeah, that would be bad. All right, Nashville. Think about it. Because Portland and Vegas have been mentioned for expansion as well. We're not hearing anything about Salt Lake City, are we, PK? You could bring a team here, PK. Get, I don't think that's, uh, that's in the cards. I would take Vegas better than nothing. Yeah. Portland, I'm wondering, yeah, they want any part of that. What's going on there? I think they'd need a retractable dome, right? That's what Seattle's got. Uh, yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL with the victory. They shut out LAFC 3-zip. LAFC 3-zip. Three 3-0, three PK. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, LA had a bunch of chances and didn't finish them. And it wasn't, I mean, it, it, you look at the score and you think, man, they just totally dominate them. But it's like in Minnesota, it was RSL lost for us. 4-0, but it didn't feel like a four-goal loss or a bunch of chances early, and they would have changed the game and didn't finish them. And I don't know, it doesn't usually feel like this, and maybe it's something weird because you're running out these lineups and you can't put your, you know, your starting 11 out there and run them into the ground 90 minutes twice a week. And so you're just, there's not that big drop-off in talent, but just a little bit of chemistry. You're not quite, you're just a half step off, and so you don't finish. So it looks like RSL just worked LAFC and like they got worked in Minnesota uh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling all that big a difference though at the end of the night is there such a thing as soccer gods and they come back and bite you if you don't take advantage of your chances yes yes there is and it does happen actually I wonder if it was going to happen to RSL because they scored in the first half but they could have had two or three and you wondered against LAFC but not on this night the full three points for RSL and they're back home to face Colorado now on uh, Saturday. All right, what is trending? What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, our football insider, Riley Jensen, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. And uh, sports columnist for the Kansas City Star is going to be here at 845 to talk about tonight's NFL opener for all you pro football fans. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. 
with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I don't know whether BYU would have beat Utah or not. No one will ever know that. But all I know is that they're capable of playing extremely well. That's what we saw last night. A team that was darn near flawless. And if they can play like that every week, I think they would give every opponent, even their original schedule, a really good game. Absolutely, because they're good up front on both sides of the ball. Can you imagine watching that offensive line that we saw play last night for BYU going up against an inexperienced yet, I'm sure, talented defensive line for Utah? It would have been a battle, man. It would have been awesome. And that defensive line for BYU try to stop Utah's run? Yeah, it would have been great. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The NFL kicks off tonight. The Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs. Facing the Houston Texans. The NFL starts tonight. Who is in? That is the question of the morning. And it is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical, always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Let's be cool to each other. Just tweeting back at us. Yawn. Out. No love for the NFL, PK. Are people going to ignore the National Football League? The beast? The most popular sports league we have? I guess that person said he is. I don't know why. Why? What's the reason? Does not explain it. I assume it has to do with kneeling in the flag, but I don't know. Uh, Shawnee Harper posts on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. Not me. My country means more to me than a bunch of boys playing a game. Well, the thing about kneeling this time, you know, if it's widespread, it's no longer rebellious. Because before it was one guy, and now the commissioner's gone on and said, we should have listened to you, and we've seen whole teams in multiple sports. Now, what did did he mean he should have listened? What would have happened if they would have listened? I think uh, nationally... Not much. Uh, in the league, uh, would he still be playing? You know, I don't Does know. Does he want to play? Take at, that big of a at, pay cut? At this point, uh, apparently not. <laughs> but at that point. Is he good enough to play? At that point, even if he lost a starting job, he probably would have stayed in the league. I mean, just this last year, we saw guys lose starting jobs. Every year we see guys lose starting jobs and become backups, right? Mariota lost his job last year and went to the Raiders. Right, but is that what he wanted? I don't know how it would have played out. And I remember when Goodell said that, and it was a politically thing, correct thing to say, but what what would li- what would they mean, listen? All right, so I listen, but all right, thanks. See you. Goodbye. But the behavior of thousands of different law enforcement agencies scattered across how What's many cities and counties? What's that have to do with the counties? NFL? That is the message that Colin Kaepernick brought, though. So, and you think it's thousands of police who are doing these? No, things? I'm talking thousands. Of, the, the Washington Post uh, is tracking it because the federal government doesn't really. It's a voluntary report, so they've been trying to you know track media reports. And there's a little over a thousand people a year shot by law enforcement, shot and killed by law enforcement. Now there are more shootings. We just saw in Kenosha, right? Uh, there's shootings where someone's injured or paralyzed or whatever, and that becomes a story. So I don't know how many of those there are, so a couple thousand, but they're spread out across all these different law enforcement agencies. So the NFL is going to impact every one of them. They're all going to listen to the NFL. I mean, many of them aren't in cities or even states that have NFL teams, so I don't know exactly how that's going to work. I mean, this is first cousin what I've always told you. We need to have a national conversation. Well, how does that work with 330 million people? How do you have a conversation? I mean, a bunch One bite at a time. A bunch of people get on uh, social media and shout at each other, and everybody posts, but nobody reads the posts. I really don't know how that works or how it would work. Uh, Woodward, I see what you did there. <laughs> Gilbert Ross, I never cared to watch, but I might just have to tune in 
and so many are tuning out. Oppositional. Got to go the other way. Always got to head many, upstream. How many? What percentage is tuning out? Rusty says, boycott. Matt, however, says, I'm ready and excited. Go Broncos. We haven't done anything yet. To, to And if they kneel... Uh, it, was like, it was like the NBA that first night. They made such a big deal about it. And you, you hear their announcers. I mean, Stan Van Gundy is obviously left-leaning, just watches Twitter. And Mark Jones, it's the same thing. You just go on. You can see where they're coming from. So... You know, they're going to get in their little opportunities to preach to us. And, and then life goes on. So I wouldn't deny enjoyment if it's something you enjoy. You know, and as far as folks kneeling, you know, I remember the well, first time I went to a Vegas show. And uh, I got to put this delicately. And there was probably 50 showgirls out on the stage, right? Well, their costumes only came up to their rib cage. I'm a young kid, and I'm watching this thing here. So you get my point? There were so many of them that there was like there was none of them. Yep. I didn't know which way to look. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't matter anymore. Like it was going to matter so much, but it didn't really matter at all. And uh, the same thing here. If the whole team does it, Okay, so they did it. Now stand up and play ball. Sort of the way I look at it. Why am I going to let some 25-year-old who I pretty much already know their beliefs, why am I going to let that interfere with my enjoyment? Who cares really what they think? I mean, they're entitled to think what they think. You can't have a country where your freedom of expression, as long as they agree with you, 330 million people, someone's not going to agree with you. Lots of somebody's aren't going to agree with you. Yeah. There was that group, remember, Save the Tribune, because the Tribune was going to possibly be out of business. And I thought, yeah, okay. I agree with that. As long as you had something that would have been Save the Deseret News. But I wonder if they would have had that. No, that would have been somebody else having that. (laughs) But there would have been somebody who had that. Everybody's got their niche. I suppose. But that's the definite niche, is that a lot of people don't have it. Matt says, I am not in on the NFL, but only because I had to turn off Dish a couple months back. Well, it's over the air. The NBC's got this game tonight. I mean, oh, most of the NFL is over the air. Uh, Monday Night Football's not, obviously. You can get a, get a digital antenna. And you can watch the NFL. It's harder for other sports. A lot of, a lot of the other sports have more games on cable, but the NFL has stayed, uh, stayed over the air quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Was there th- three or four games on Sunday now? Uh, there will be four because Fox and CBS alternate with the doubleheader, except for the last weekend they both have a doubleheader. And then you've got the Sunday night football game. So. And that's on regular? Yeah, those are all over the air. So you get uh, you get a Thursday night game over the air, and you get four Sunday games over the air. So there's uh, five games a week, which, you know, <laughs> once it, there's 16 games in a full week, but they have a lot of bye weeks, so there'll be weeks with 13 or 14 games. And really, there's got to be five or six games a week you don't want to watch that they regionalize just into home markets because those are the only people who want to see those teams. Nobody wants to watch the bottom of the league. I have the NFL ticket this year. Whoa, you're golden. You're good to go. You can watch the bottom of the league. <laughs> Get some 3-7 and seven team playing some 2-8 and eight team. It's, yeah. Who was that? What was that voice? That was Lloyd. Oh, the young guy? He's producing again? <laughs> it was not money bags. I knew someone was going to say that. They offered it to us for free. A lot of cord cutting going on. Got to sweeten the deal. Better to yeah. give better to give away a few bucks than lose a few uh, a few hundred. My wife called on a unrelated matter, and they asked her, 
do you want the NFL ticket this year? You said, sure. <laughs> so, so we're actually not going to pay for it. Nice. I, I've never purchased any of those. Uh, whatever they're called. So you I have do to have see. the Fox on direct. I, I, I do get that for like Not even uh, MLB extra innings? No, because I want to watch the Diamondbacks. They suck this year. And the MLB extra innings, they consider Arizona and the Rockies in our territory. So they black it out. So yeah, that's in a order good point. For, I'm hardly able to watch any of the Giants games whenever I got it. For me to watch the Diamondbacks, what I did is I buy the Fox Sports package for like 10 bucks, And I, I've done this for years. It's probably way more. But they've grandfathered me. It's like 10 bucks extra, so I get Fox Sports Arizona, and it's unscrambled because they consider us to be in their market, which I think is ridiculous. I can sort of see the Rockies, but I can't see the D-backs at all, but nevertheless. So, like, if the, if the D-backs last night were playing the Dodgers on MLB, they won't, I won't be able to see it. They'll put on another game. So, and you'll because, end up frustrated because you didn't want to watch the A's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I flicked around a little bit, uh, but I was just, you know, commercials of the basketball game, just flicking around. And the Clippers pretty much had that game. The uh, Nuggets made a little bit of a run in the second half, but then the Clippers reestablished it. So I was flicking around. So, yeah, I can do that. But that's how I watch Diamondbacks, just through the direct on Fox Sports Arizona because it's then unscrambled and it costs me like 10 bucks a month. So I sit there, not so much now because they suck, but when they were good – I'd sit there and be texting my sister. She'd be watching it down in Arizona, and I'd be watching it up here. And I tell you that one time, uh, they had a little problem. You know, it's a dome where the thing was leaking, and something was wrong with the mound. And so they were fixing the mound, and it was like a 15, 20-minute delay. So they're scanning the crowd, and I saw my sister and my father. In They were at the game, and they put the camera on them for – and they left it there. It was probably only maybe 15 seconds, but it's one of those things where it seems like it's five minutes, right? So I text her, and she was there with my nephew, and he comes back. Oh, he probably just said that. She said, no, 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 because she, she said she didn't see you because that was when you went and went up to the concessions to get a dog and a beer or something, and so you weren't in it. And she happened to be recording that game, she went to the game and DVR'd it? <laughs> yes, yes. And when, and I told her specifically when it was. Oh, yeah. And so she went back and watched it. <laughs> Your nephew is like, don't believe that guy. He didn't believe me. No, he didn't believe me. He didn't yeah, believe but me, but have you I was done watching anything, it. Have you done anything to earn that over time, PK? Or is he just naturally skeptical? <laughs> I don't know. I, that seemed bizarre to, to, to think of on that. I guess you think the camera's not going to pan on you. But for whatever reason, the camera literally panned on my sister and my father and held it there for a few seconds, and I saw them. <laughs> so now the whole Kinahan clan has been on television. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be flicking around on Sundays. It's just some random games because now that I've got it, i got to take advantage of it, right? Yeah, why not? And well, I the good thing the red is zone. I don't have to watch the friggin' Broncos now. Ha-ha! The red zone is going to be your uh, is going to be your go-to. Yeah, they gave it to us probably uh, seven, eight years ago, once one season, and I can I did that. Figured that they're going to give it to us, and it's the same type of thing. I we didn't pay for it; they just volunteered to ask it, and they you know, do you want these movie channels or the or the the NFL thing, and I said I'd much rather have the NFL thing. I'm not interested in movies uh, on weeknights. I'm going to be watching the NBA, or, you know, MLB in October. I'm, I, I really have no time to sit home and watch movies. I'm not. I'm not at that interested. So we if you're going to give me a sports yeah, thing, I'm yeah. going to take it. We watch too much sports. I mean, that that was the thing about the pandemic is I I caught up on a bunch of bunch of pop culture I had missed. Well, I don't want to catch up on that. It was all right. I, I, the office I, was funny. And I got it. Yeah, there were no sports, so yeah. that was the time to do it. Yeah, but no, I don't. I'm not interested in doing. But that. But if the games are on, we're going to watch them, and we're going to yeah. fall behind on pop culture again. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I got, I got people who can, just uh, brush up, 
brush me up on that. Then you can get that on the internet. That's easy to do. I mean, I'm all over this Cardi B, Candace Owens, brouhaha on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Already ahead of me. This is the stuff that irritates other people. They got all worked up. You're not wired right, so you're back like, oh, look at this. Wow. <laughs> wow, they're really going at it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Cardi B, that's, uh, that's yeah, those those lyrics on that song. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a long way from uh, My Girl by The Temptations, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you won't have to watch the Broncos every week, so you got that going for you. Yeah, I can watch whatever I want uh, now. So I'm actually, for me, I bet you this year, this season, I will be more into the NFL. Because there's less college football. And I've got this package for free. I bet you don't watch that many games. I bet you flick around. But I don't think you're really going to sit down and think, wow, there's a big game. I really missed it. Because the NFL does a good job of putting the big games on. Yeah, I think for me that's more later in the season, though, when there's playoff implications and all that stuff. Earlier, I think it would be flicking around just to see what's going on uh, as we see which where, you know where the separation line is between good teams, great teams, bad teams. I can't see you settling in when there's a couple mediocre teams, and those games aren't necessarily on. Sometimes they are, uh, but they aren't always on. I can see you flicking over because two mediocre teams play an entertaining game. You know, they're not great teams, but it's thirty-eight. You know, thirty-eight, thirty-one, or something, and and they're going up and down the field. And I can see you getting drawn. Yeah, into and there's that. drama, and plus, we've seen teams who are mediocre record-wise get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you have the tie to the East Coast, and those are the teams that don't end up here. When they do end up here, you know, when the Broncos were really bad last year, Channel Two actually had a game from uh, it was uh, it was Buffalo and Baltimore. Now Baltimore's got the MVP. I mean, he's entertaining. And it got like a three rating. It was like one of the worst rated NFL games I had ever seen in this market. It was like even an average game gets a six. I mean, a three is a terrible number. Good games get tens. And it was, and all I could think is nobody's really attached to those brands here. And the game wasn't, I mean, it's not a bad game. You got the NFL MVP running around. He's entertaining regardless of what the score is. And Buffalo was actually... You know, decent. They weren't great, but they were decent. But nobody nobody watched the brands. But I could see you getting sucked into a game like that, especially if it's the Eagles or the Giants, and you grew up around those teams. Yes. So you might get sucked into that. Yeah, I was a big NFC East kid growing up. We've got I mean, more they're... people here. Um, Dave says, I'm out. Now, I might watch a specific team now and again, but the old days of just turning on a game because it's NFL football are over. So Dave's partway out. He watches most favorite or least favorite team, or maybe the best team. But he's not going to sit there and soak up a triple header. What does that mean, though? You're you're partially in, which then, by definition, you'd be partially out. Well, he says, I'm out. This is out, period. Might watch a specific team now and again. (laughs) So Well, then you're not out. Right. Out is out. U-State Iceman says, I love myself college football because that's where they're really playing for something, not just money and agendas. So probably not. Uh, yeah, but what's wrong with playing for money? I don't, I don't see where that's wrong. Who's naive, Kay? <laughs> I mean, Come on. Not playing for money? College kids are playing for money. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's more of a loyalty at the college level because if you're a Ute, you know, as long as you don't transfer, you'll always be a Ute. Whereas, uh, look, I look at Jackson Barton. He's, this is starting his second year, and has he already been with three teams? Was it so, Indianapolis and Kansas City, and then he just got picked up by the Giants? If the phone rings, you'd rather yeah. bounce around from team to team than, than be of out. Of course. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I think, I, if I recall looking, because I, I always look to see which locals made it, which locals didn't. A bunch of them got put on the practice squad. So, I mean, that's practice squad better than nothing. 
so uh, I saw that the Chiefs let him go and the Giants picked him up, if I remember correctly. So where's his loyalty? Is his family now that they have to scramble and go to the mall and buy a bunch of Giants gear? <laughs> just, or just stick their his brothers uh, still with Seattle, so just stick with that. But they probably just have their Ute gear, and they'll, they'll, they'll be Utes forever. Uh, particularly the mom and dad in that situation both played there in different sports. So they're Utes. At the pro level, you are who you are in the moment. You know? So if uh, somebody else, and you probably, particularly in the NFL, I don't know this, but it seems that there's a higher percentage of guys move around. Nine, I don't know that statistically. I don't want to ruin anybody's day by uh, quoting some statistic that's inaccurate for you nerds out there in particular. Uh, but it seems to me that there is uh, more movement in the NFL so the loyalty is to whoever is paying you at the time. Jared says, I was a huge Redskins fan. Now the NFL can go to hell. I hope it all falls Ooh. apart. Wow. You know what I was thinking? Since they're known as the Washington football team. Yeah. So if they come out and do something stupid, then the headline can read WTF. WTF. No, it'd be WTF, WFT. No. Washington football team. WTF, WTF. It'd be WFT, Washington <laughs> football team. What is wrong with you? <laughs> On the graphics at the end of the highlights, when we put the score up. Should I put Washington or should I just put football team? I put Washington. Because normally it's it's the nicknames. It would normally say well, you know, like Chiefs Texans. Be different. Go football team. Yeah. No, I would just I would go Washington. I've been calling them Washington for years. As someone who's seen so much atrocity atrocities in Arizona and some of the issues there, it's just, it's, it's really it doesn't get any run. They don't have a spokesman or spokesperson. That uh, run up the flagpole for you, but for me, I've seen it. I've seen, oh my gosh, some of the stuff I've seen over the years there, uh, it's just awful. So I've I've always just I've been calling it Washington for years. So I would just go Washington. But why? Why if you're a fan of Washington, why are you no longer a fan of them? Because they're not gonna. They There's a little nickname, the I think. Yeah, that's it. Hiram grabs the uh, Michael Scott gift from the office. You are a thief of joy. Now, regret is the thief of joy, right? Can be. Well, that's what I've always heard. Regret is the thief of joy. Well, you find out how many different teams people root for in Utah when you post something like this. There's a lot of people just posting go and then the team. Colton, go Packers. Adams, go Chiefs. Just start running through them. We got uh, we got fans rooting for so many different teams. Or in the case of Washington, they used to root for those teams. Go Broncos. Go Niners. I mean, they're just uh, they're scattered all through this. All right, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Riley Jensen's coming up to talk college football. Talk about uh, BYU's big win. He'll be here at eight o'clock. You heard something in the season ending. The season-ending conversation, the Zoom interview with Dennis Lindsay and with Justin Zanuck kind of caught your ear, didn't it, PK? Oh, yeah. I thought it was, it was the explanation we've been looking for. We'll get to that coming up next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Angela Lansbury, bed knobs and broomsticks. It wasn't raining yet, but it was definitely a little misty on that warm November night, and my heart was pounding, my inner voice resounding, begging me to turn away. And then you casually walked in the room, and I was twisted in the web of my desire for you. What the hell is that? <laughs> that is being blindsided. 
You guys all make fun of me like I'm the only person that had a crush on Angela Lansbury. You are the only person that, that had is, a crush on Angela That is not true. No, it is pretty much true. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. What we saw with Rudy was what wasn't happening. He wasn't walking up on the officials um, in contest of a call uh, nearly as much. Uh, you know, he wasn't constantly asking for the lob or, or giving, you know, advice coming back to the huddle of his teammates. Uh, there was real collaboration. And- Dennis Lindsay. Zoom call, kind of a season-ender wrap on things with the media yesterday. Went for about 40 minutes. And one of the things he touched on was a different Rudy Gobert in the bubble. Different in the way he interacts with teammates. Different in the way he interacts with referees. Rudy acknowledged, PK, that uh, he can be uh, – it can be difficult to be his teammate. It can be difficult to, uh, to be around him, regardless of what your relationship is and – and uh, it, it sounds like what Dennis is saying that uh, some people noticed a different Rudy Gobert. You get challenged, and sometimes you make changes and make things different. Well, people want to know what was the essence of the conflict between Mitchell and Gobert. Well, Dennis Lindsay just said it, and it was actually the conflict between the Jazz and Rudy Gobert. Not just Donovan. It was just no. Rudy and the way he was interacting with people. Well, yeah, he wasn't walking up on referees as much. He wasn't uh, offering advice. He wasn't demanding the lob every play. Those are the those are the things that were the issues when the season was going on before it stopped in the middle of March. Those were the very issues that they were having a problem with, and that was creating the tension. I mean, he spelled Dennis spelled it out there. If you're wondering, uh, and it's you know. It, Around here, we like to – everybody has uh, – we get along and we're great and they're great teammates. And we and we fantasize our jazz guys love each other. I mean, we hear it on the broadcast. I mean, they just love each other. They love being with each other, blah, blah, blah. We hear it ad nauseum. Maybe we do other teams. I don't know. I'm not listening to other teams' stuff. But it's like we create this image that these guys are the besties uh, at, at all times. Well, no, they're not. But who cares? <laughs> How could they be? Right. And there are issues. Well, Dennis just spelled out the very issues that they had with Gobert. And how he got better at it when the thing resumed in Florida. And so did all of that uh, change anything? You know, when you're calling for the lob all the time, you want to score more points, right? This is an ancient NBA story. I want more shots. I want more points. Pace Mannion telling us about 35 years ago, going to Tom Chambers' first NBA first NBA season. He's a rookie, and he goes down to see a game. And uh, dang, Tom, because Tom took so many shots. This has been a story forever. And a guy who averaged 15 and 10 in the regular season, Rudy Gobert, averaged 17 and 11 in the playoffs. Now, partly your numbers go up because you play more minutes, right? But if you're calling for the ball all the time and irritating everybody, are you are really scoring more points and getting more chances because you're calling for the ball all the time? Does it really change that much? It grates on your teammates. But it doesn't really change that much. It's not, it's, not, it's not like he lost five points a game off his scoring average because he wasn't calling for the ball all the time. You know, they still find him. They're still making basketball plays. They still know. They know when you're open. Well, for me, the only thing I care about is did you win or lose. That's how I judge pro sports. That's I'm a I'm a bottom line guy when it comes to pro sports is winning and losing. And the old we tried hard, great. That's that's a given. You know, I don't. I'll give you credit for if you want it. You shouldn't be asking me for credit for it in the first place. But if you want it, fine. You got it. But did you win? Did you lose? I mean, that's what matters at this level. And so whatever they need to do to win, 
And it looked like just from my vantage point, sitting on my lazy boy thousands of miles away, because that's where they were. There were no home games that it got better. This unsalvageable comment, which just drives me nuts, man. The sources and, and there's no accountability for this stuff, man, with the media. You just come out and you, and now we, we see uh, journalism entities just entirely base their stuff on sources. And that's become acceptable now. The standard sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I, I I'm, do. I'm hearing the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism right now. I just, I just hate it, man. I hate it. I hate so what the in media this case, into. yes, in this case, is it the reporter needs to be held accountable or the person who held the opinion? I mean, do you think that was made up out of thin air, or do you think in a moment of frustration? When, and jobs are always on the wrong line, right? When we see coaching changes all the time. We see GM changes, and so that means assistant coaches and scouts, lots of people are going to lose their job. I can totally see somebody freaking out thinking this is going to blow everything up. Well, I, I, don't, I can't speak from the management perspective. I can only speak from the journalism perspective. I've never been in sports management, so I don't know about that, but I've been in journalism for a good number of years, and so if I got my name on it, I got him. And it doesn't mean it wasn't true at the time. That's the thing is I'm not saying I think the that. person who said it felt that way at the time. I think it got said, and I think the person who said it felt that way at the time. Now, there was a period where they didn't speak. So I get why that would stress a lot of people out. But then you get to the point where they do speak, and they hash some stuff out and come to some kind of understanding, well, which doesn't mean it's kumbaya and everybody loves everybody, but they get to some kind of understanding. And then we see that on the court. Well, that's where the journalist has to use his or her discretion. Was it said in frustration? Was it said in panic? If I had printed everything, everything you heard, me, well, even now, yeah. if you repeated everything you heard on the air, I mean, sometimes you have to let people blow off steam because even though they said it, it doesn't, it's not exactly. really real. It doesn't really mean anything. Oh, yes. I had two coaches in this town that people would know. And the one guy said to me, if he, if he so much as looks at me again, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> now, now, well, I'm going to go run and report that. <laughs> and, and it was said to me, it was said face to face. So I could see the person saying it to me and I could see the frustration. You know, there's all sorts of stuff you get told. You just have to make sure that you, you, you you handle it in a, in a way. And that's one of the, that's probably the proudest thing for me. And I'm not that I've had any career of any note. I, I, I don't, I don't consider myself anything special in that way, but I feel like people can trust me and they can blow off steam and know it goes nowhere. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Riley Jensen is coming up next. Stay with us.